Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, Chippy the parakeet never saw it coming. One second he was peacefully perched in his cage, the next he was sucked in, washed up, and blown over. The problems began when Chippy's owner decided to clean Chippy's cage with a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> she removed the attachment from the end of the hose and stuck it in the cage. The phone rang and she turned to pick it up. She'd barely said hello when suddenly <laughs> Chippy was sucked in. The bird owner gasped, put down the phone, turned off the vacuum and opened the bag. There was Chippy. Still alive, unfortunately, but very stunned. Since the bird was covered with dust, hair, and all the stuff you find in a dust, she grabbed him, raced to the bathroom, turned on the tap, and held Chippy under the running water. Then realizing that Chippy was soaked and shivering, she did what I suppose any compassionate bird owner would do. She reached for the hairdryer and blasted the pet with hot air. Poor Chippy never knew what had hit him. A few days after the trauma, a friend who had heard Chippy's troubles contacted his owner to see how the bird was recovering. Well, she replied, Chippy doesn't sing much anymore. He just sits and stares. Who can blame poor old Chippy? Sucked in, washed up and blown over. That's enough to steal the song from the slightest of hearts, is it not? Things happen in our lives that come along unexpectedly, feeling a little bit like Chippy did, sucked in, washed up, and blown over. The song stolen from the slightest of our hearts. I reckon there are very few of us it's like to feel as though you are in the middle of a storm, tossed this way and that, and you wonder how you are ever going to come to the other side. How are you ever going to get out of those storm waters into calmer ones? The panic-stricken disciples, as we know, shouted to Jesus above the roar of the wind, the sound of the waves crushing over the side of the boat. Lord, don't you care that we're about to drown? A storm at sea. There is very little that is more terrifying, more terrifying to most people, particularly me, who has a phobia of the sea. Storms at any time are scary enough when you add the dimension of deep water beneath you and water lashed by howling winds and rising to incredible heights around you and above you and beside you, the terror is magnified many, many times. There was a 12-year-old boy who was out fishing with his father, and he tells his story. We were about 10 miles out into the bay when a sudden thunderstorm hit. It was a moderate storm, probably even a small storm by Sea of Galilee standards. None of this mattered. I was out in a 16-foot fishing boat with my father. A pleasant day of fun with Dad suddenly turned into horror 
As the clouds began to get heavy, the day grew darker. We both became uncomfortable and stared back toward the shore. The wind began to roar and the waves got higher. I became very afraid. What would happen if they got even higher? I suddenly began to doubt my dad's seamanship. Yes, he had been in the Navy, but that was 18 years ago. I began to doubt in his ability to get us to shore in the storm as the waves began. But that didn't mean his father couldn't save them. The disciples found themselves in a storm like this. Many of the disciples were professional fishermen, after all. They knew how easily even a good boat could capsize or be swamped by the waves. They knew what happened to others who had been caught in a storm like this before. There would be no way to swim out of the situation in the dark, in the waves, in the storm. You can certainly get swamped when that storm comes. So what was Jesus doing? In the middle of the storm, with the waves and the wind roaring and the disciples panicking, Jesus was calmly asleep on a cushion. For a moment, Mark focuses his attention on the sleeping Jesus. Jesus, asleep? During such a violent storm? That is amazing in itself. It's not that he doesn't care, When his head hits the pillow, he rests totally, unconditionally, in the loving arms of his father. It's too easy to say he has the power of God, so of course nothing is going to frighten him. Think of him first, of all, just like us, a man, a person, a human being, not immune to pain, suffering and inner turmoil, but he sleeps. Jesus sleeps because he knows that whatever happens in his life, his Father is in control. He's the Lord of creation. There's never a time when things are so out of control that God no longer knows what to do. Wouldn't it be great if we could relax like that when we're most under attack and in the center of the storms of our lives? Mark makes a point of contrasting the terror and panic of the disciples and the peacefulness and serenity of Jesus. Jesus is often placed at the edge of chaos in the gospel story, but there is peacefulness about him, a certain calmness. He suddenly, as calm as anything, stands up. Without answering their question about whether he cared for them in their time of trouble or not, Rather, what he does, he demonstrates how much he cares and speaks a word to the wind and the sea. Be quiet. Be still. It's calm. Jesus brings peace and calm to the terrified and panic-stricken disciples. 
In ancient literature, storms were often thought of as the power of chaos breaking out, as the raging of all that is evil. Jesus has power over all that is evil and chaotic. His peace gives calmness, a sense of safety, a sense of security. Now, 20 centuries later, when we read this story, we are bound to think of ourselves and the brand of chaos we have in our lives. Every day, we simple landlubbers run to times of distress which absorb out the last ounce of energy that we have. We know what that is like. Yet, he hasn't let us down, has he? We may have been pretty angry with him. We may have wanted to abuse him like we've never abused anyone before. We may have wanted to abandon him. But it's clear that he has never abandoned us, not even for one moment. He gives us a peace, something inside which says, it's okay, you can manage, it will be difficult, but it'll be all right, I'm here with you. We'll get through this, but together. Unlike the boat, which was on the brink of being smashed to pieces, you now gently rock to and fro, and you are at peace, at peace with Jesus. The Old Testament tells of the chaos that broke into Job's calm and serene life. Mirandaders take away Job's flock, lightning devours his cattle. A desert twister sweeps away his sons and daughters, and he is left in ruins, as if it were not enough the sharp teeth of physical pain bite into his flesh. There's no peace on his body without pain. He becomes physically weak, socially outcast, an economic has-been, and worst of all, a religious outcast and heretic. So what is God actually doing? Here is a man who is totally dedicated to God, who lives a life, a good, decent life, and he is treated so unjustly. How unfair can you get? And God doesn't seem to be doing anything to help him. He could have easily cried out, as the disciples did, Lord, don't you care? We read, out of the storm, the Lord spoke to Job. I marked a boundary for the sea and kept it behind closed doors. I told it, so far, no further, have your powerful waves, and they must stop. God is in control of what appears uncontrollable. God is more powerful than the worst kinds of chaos and trouble. Storm clouds have gathered over our community, over our nation, over our world. Just look over the past year at the chaos that the coronavirus has caused. And think of other things that upset the smooth sailing of our community and our nation. It may seem from newspapers that chaos has certainly broken loose, and we, like the disciples, are fearful of what is going to happen. And certainly in my homeland at the moment, there's a lot of fear about what is going to happen now that the First Minister has been ousted from her post and someone put in who is very unpopular. So what will happen? Will we go back to what we were 20-odd years ago? I can see it. Hopefully God will be in the eye of that storm and he will keep the calmness and the peace that has been built up between the first and deputy ministers, previous first minister. 
Will the power of destructive storms that has broken out in our world finally swamp us? Who knows? We are tempted to ask what has happened to the straight sailing of the past. To be truthful, there has never been straight sailing since sin came into the world in the Garden of Eden. And let's not forget the church. It's no exception from the storm and chaos when one Christian hurts another, when the church is struggling because of uncommitted members, when Christians are distracted from worship, reading God's word and prayer by all kinds of trivial little things, when Christians prefer to hold grudges rather than seek reconciliation with one another, when followers of Jesus are burdened with guilt, uncertainty and doubt, these are the storms that the church faces in a secular society. Often the church is described as a boat, and all the believers are sailing in that boat, sometimes in calm waters, but most often than not, sailing through a storm. God isn't responsible for the chaos in our lives any more than he is for the chaos in our world, but he is there to help us overcome that chaos. God tells us again and again, as if we constantly need reminding, that he is in that boat riding those storms with us and that if only we let him, he uses those storms to strengthen us and bless us. Don't ever be afraid or discouraged. I am the Lord your God and I will be there to help you wherever you go. God is not out there somewhere but he is right here in the boat with us in the chaos. He is in the midst of our difficulties and the scary moments of our lives, but not subject to them. Jesus wasn't joking when he said that he would be with us always to the very end of time. It's a sacred promise. Our baptism declares God's love for us and his continued presence throughout our lives. Our baptism in Jesus is, is Jesus' promise to ride with us through the storms, bringing his peace and calm to our lives. It may not always stop the chaos around, but he supports us and gives us strength and gives us the peace that only he can give. Even if death should take us from this life, he is there waiting to welcome us to our heavenly home. So when we are a bit like Chippy, when we're sucked in, washed up and blown over and the song in our hearts is silenced, we are assured that Christ is in our boat sharing and calming our storms and saying those words, quiet, just be still. <laughs>